Welcome to the What For Podcast, a community of like-minded individuals sharing stories of strength, weakness, and all aspects of real life through firsthand accounts of struggle, challenges, and adversity. If you're ready to be inspired and have an open mind, then let's get started. The What For Podcast starts now. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. Keep my head up when I act. Head up, that's a fact. Never looking back, I'ma keep myself in check. What's going on, listeners? Today we have a guest on the show that can be described as a forward-thinking entrepreneur and someone who has made it their mission to contribute to the progress of humanity. I think that's something that everybody should strive to do at least a little bit before they leave this world. Leave it a bit better than the way you came in. That being said, allow me to introduce Natsune Oki. How's it going today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me, James. Not a problem. I'm glad you can make it. Um, so I just want to start off real quick. Yes. Because I've been kind of, you know, checking out your website and mm-hmm. reading the about me section mm-hmm. and you have a incredible list of professions, a, a career path, I guess I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that you're doing currently right now? Yeah. Currently I have two things going on with me. The first one, first and most I want to talk about is Life Up Education TV, which is the domain that I need reach you out uh reach out to you from and Mm -hmm. the life of education tv is a media that talks about how can we maximize our progress of humanity um and i talk about this from the perspective of arts and science because there is a difference and another thing i'm doing right now it's b2b international project management company and also digital marketing company for basically i help Japanese clients who want to expand and launch business abroad. And I basically help them by coordinating everything um, that happens in between like marketing to just expansion of sales. And that's what I currently do. Um, And also, I I guess I forgot to mention, I also have a book. It's called The Game of Self-Domination, which is under the domain of Life Up Education TV. This book talks about how one can create mental transformation in three different phases. Okay. Wow. That is, that is incredible. Um, so I always like to, I, I always like to ask people who write books. Yeah. Um, what was it that made you put ink to paper? Yeah. So I always had this like, philosophical ideas like Mm -hmm. people who are very close to me always describe me as like very deep thinker and philosopher even um but I never really had this idea of like one day I want to be author right like I just just had incredible idea about life up education tv which is basically I wanted to create a media. I wanted to be a media person, first of, first of all. But I also wanted to create a media, just like you, um, that talks about something positive to the world, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't necessarily um, had any obsession about the status of like being an author or publishing a book. But it kind of naturally happened because coming from business background, I also understand the operational value of like using different distribution channels to 
to promote your mm-hmm. content. So I just wanted to make my content available um, as a respect to what kind of content my audience can reach. Like some people like to read, some people like to li- listen, some people like to watch. So I just wanted to make sure I would be everywhere for people to discover me. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. That's wow. I never even really thought about it that way. I just kind of, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to make a podcast, but it, it makes a lot of sense to get your message out there in as many, I guess, platforms as possible because Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, I used to be a reader. I don't read much anymore. Mm -hmm. It's trying to find the time to sit down and, and page through a book is, is rough these days, but (laughs) yeah, that's, and that's, that's actually, um, it's been working really good for me um, for the fact that I can have like variety, various perspective of different things. Like, um, you know, I have this character of like philosopher being a little bit of philosopher and also Mm -hmm. my upbringing, like Japanese upbringing kind of puts me in a position that I'm always like really zen, which is appreciated in American culture. And also I have this background from business economics, which makes me really logical. So I have like a little bit of many things that makes me have like kind of interesting perspective, it seems. So I'm really thankful. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I think that's very important to say. I think a lot of people get too caught up in making decisions or I mean improvements or lack of improvements to their self because they make a lot of decisions from a, a, a state of feeling mm-hmm. rather than a state of being just logical mm. so I'm I'm glad that you said that because I think that I think I think a lot of people just they get too caught up in things and they mm-hmm. they start making poor decisions because they don't step back and look at the big picture. Right. And I think that's that's something I I think it's worth mentioning about my book is also that I cover pretty much both aspects of life, like one being like uh really like a deep philosophical question for like reason of being. Even I even use the term called ikigai, which is a philosophical philosophical Japanese philosophical term to describe reason of being mm. and also I build up uh, some logical question around self-awareness like how to work smart and how to work efficiently in order for you to fulfill and satisfy your life demands and who you want to be um, so toward the end my conclusion definitely uh, leads to the point that it's a little bit of like quantum physics too so it leads to the point that, like, in the end of the day, like, you know, um, everything that we see, our, um, everything that we see is, in a way, it's just an illusion, like, illusion of our brain. Um, and then the best we can do is to be happy. So that's, like, basically building up conclusion. But so along the journey, you definitely, like you said, um, need to have both, both perspective between, like, logical thinking and also like emotional inspiration for you to want to be better for you to want to explore the world for you to want to um strive in life right so i mm-hmm. basically touch both points in my book that's yeah i think that's that's important i mean everybody mm-hmm. always kind of says like oh you gotta you gotta want to do something yeah and it it 
it's it's one of those things where it's incredibly easy to say, mm-hmm. but it it is an it's so hard to 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 for it to be true. Mm. You know, like I I think a lot of people start down a path and go, oh, I I know I'm notorious for this. Mm-hmm. I have a really bad habit of of wanting to do things mm-hmm. for about a week or two weeks at a time, mm-hmm. and then as soon as that you know, that, that, that shine of new wears off, Mm -hmm. then, then I put it down and move on to something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of always just been, that's just, I think, I think, I don't know if it's like genetic or something, because it kind of runs in my family, but my mom's a little bit the same way. She, Mm -hmm. she gets into something and then she's into it for like two weeks or a month or so. Mm -hmm. And then it puts it down, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I, it's tough. There aren't, yeah, that's a tough subject to talk about because it's mm-hmm. it's a hard it's a hard I call them hard truths, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that you you have to want for yourself and if you if you don't want it, mm-hmm. you're, you you just have to accept that you you don't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just you know, you just have to, to own the fact that you don't want to do this thing, whatever it may be, positive or bad or otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's something so. I focus a lot on my second phase because the second phase of my book, I talk a lot about perseverance, how to build it, uh, or how to think about it even. And like you said, I'm a big believer of free competition. So there's a concept from economics, from father of economics, Adam Smith, um, that talks about how economy is actually at the optimal state when there's no government intervention. And we call it as invisible hand. Uh, so essentially, he... He likes economy when there's no government helping it, right? So free competition, completely free. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. So I think when it comes to business, especially like, because good thing will always win in the end. And that includes your uh, willingness to, like some sometimes uh, people who shouldn't win also lose their interest and that's included in the game right like that's included in the competition and mm-hmm. i think when you like truly just let it happen without labeling if it's good or bad like that's just how the natural state is and then you accept it and then if you accept this rule like a natural competition rule of like yeah losers should lose then all of a sudden like we kind of like stop paying too much attention on like judging ourselves, but instead like trying to find things that really stick with us because we want to win. Right. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think if you are in a state of mind where you're thinking like, well, my willingness even counts, my, my motivation even counts, my enthusiasm even counts toward my win, my, my victory, then I can kind of persevere. But my my point is that I teach people, not teach, but like I promote this idea that you should never judge yourself for not wanting anything anymore because in the end, like that's already included in the balance of the competition, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So I I guess let me try to to wrap my head around that for a little bit. Um, (laughs) So you're saying that don't worry about the things that you you don't want right mm-hmm. because 
if losers should lose, then not wanting something, it, it basically, just you just, it's essentially preordained. If you don't want it, it's a loss. Don't waste your time on it. Don't yeah, worry about exactly. it. Focus on... Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yes, exactly. Like, don't dwell okay. on your losses and failure, but focus on making more opportunity. And in the end, this is another thing I talk about a lot uh, when I talk about uh, self-awareness. And like I said, I used some terms to kind of like put a framework in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I called it Ikigai and also Identity Circle. So there's exercise actually leaders can do to actually find what that is. Uh, for you and it it can change over time too like life is about change like life doesn't um stay stagnant right but anyway um when we talk about self-awareness like if you actually want something like over time you you keep coming back to that subject if you actually want it you know Mm -hmm. so don't judge yourself for not wanting it in a snapshot because you will come back to it later on you know Right, kind of like the whole, if if it's meant to be, it's meant to be type. Mm-hmm. And I think that approach is less stressful. And also, it's more natural. Like, it aligns more with, like, actual, like, uh, natural law of how things should be in the world. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, so That's coming cool. back to the earlier statement of, like, how people dwell on their emotion. And then how they make judgment based on their emotion, other logical thinking. And this is, I think, one of the things that people want to label everything with good or bad, right? But in reality, mm-hmm. things are not never good or bad. Things, things are just how they are. And it's us who's trying to label everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah, kind of getting kind of getting bogged down in the details, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Too busy trying to put labels on things when mm-hmm. you could just move past it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So that is yeah, definitely included in the portion of the book. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> so um, you have this, uh, life up education TV that you kind of touched on earlier. Yeah. Um, and I was cruising around through it a little bit and it mm. seems like it's like, I, I, I'm not really into the whole social media thing. Like I kind of stopped with like Facebook and now they've got like Instagram and all that other stuff. And mm. I don't know, maybe I'm getting old, eh, mm. whatever. <laughs> but, uh, it seems like. I saw, it looks like you, like, is there like a televised show on there? It seems like I saw some snapshots of like some video recording, mm-hmm. like interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So do, do you kind of do the same thing that I do where you have guests on and you talk about just kind of like in general, some certain things or. So the reason I said um, it's a show that talks about how to maximize our um capability as a humanity in the perspective of art and science is because um, I talk about when I have a guest, for example, I talk about um, their ambition, their inspiration, like what makes them drive. 
So that mm. aligns with the art part. Okay. And um, also we talk about processes. So if we, if I have a, for example, designer or animator or entrepreneur, whatever their profession might be, I would pick a brain uh, of their like professional skills in the mean of like talking about the process um, so that people who listen to the episode can kind of understand the science part of it, science part of how things work. Um, so essentially that to be process, like how to do something. And I, the reason I separate the two is because I'm a big believer of, not, not even, not, not even I'm a big believer of, I think I'm a very macro perspective person. I have a very, I have a very macro view in life mm-hmm. in general. And I like the topic of future a lot. Like I'm so excited about the future mm-hmm. and future is drive driven by the ambition of the humanity which is art so i want to talk about that and aligning that with how i described um identity circle in my book for example i think art is something that or creativity for that matter is something that exists in our in ourself already imagination creativity is already inside of us which means that when I think about future, I associate that with possibility, imagination, and creativity, something that we don't know yet. And if in that logic, future is already inside of us. And our future inside of us just needs to be unlocked. And how can we do that? We can do that by understanding what, well, First of all, I guess adding more sophistication as a layer, um, in a layer by understanding people's ability in a science. Like that adds more sophistication in the level of creativity we can have toward the future. So that's why I like to separate the two because essentially my point here is that in the end of the day, I think what drives us is always the creativity part something that we imagine like more art driven versus science driven so Mm -hmm. we are the idea generator and in order for us to maximize this ideas one way to do it is to simply inspire people to want to do it in a free competition kind of environment and another way is to further and deeper develop our understanding around the process of how we can do it. So that's why we talk about um, the possibility of humanity from two different perspectives, art and science. Yeah, I definitely think, I think for the most part, humans always, we love asking the question, what if? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a big part of it. And the other thing I think that I, I know I do, I mean, at least in this aspect, you know, podcasting, for example, mm-hmm. it's it's that the the making of something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's it's you know, this is this is my little thing that I, you know, hob glob together in my basement and 
you know, kind of create and send out to the world to just mm-hmm. kind of say, you know, this is my contribution, right? Mm-hmm. Let let somebody listen to it and maybe some people get something out of it. Maybe they won't, you know, maybe it was a, a waste of time and maybe it wasn't, but it it does something for me and I enjoy doing it. And, you know, it's it's my art, I guess, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. And I like how you say, like, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, because I think that kind of humility, um, people need that more. I think people assume too much that what they want is what the world wants, and they like to force the idea over other people. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think we need to respect each other, like like you, you did right now, you know, like some people might not find whatever we're doing as not a cool thing, right? And that's okay. That's completely okay. Because we're not for everyone. And I think I, I think I experienced that a lot lately, especially with like, um, amount of comments and stuff like that that I get on social media sometimes like people Mm -hmm. a lot of like negative comments telling me what to do kind of thing and Mm -hmm. that kind of reinforced my idea about like like look like we need more positivity right like we need more education around how we should respect each other and in the end of the day no one knows the answer like I I definitely don't know but that means that no one knows really so I don't, I think people really needed to understand how not to assume that they're the center of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I talk a lot about that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's really important to, people just need to be okay with other people. Like you don't need to agree with them. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to, to like them Mm -hmm. even. You just need to be okay with them, you know, doing their own thing as long as it's not hurting another person, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, who, if it's not hurting another person, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just you know, let them let them march and have their own parade over there and do whatever they want. Yeah. Either you're on board or you're not, but that doesn't mean you need to be an obstacle for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know what happened in like the last two to five years where it just seems like the 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 internet is making its way into the real world. I think it's going to only continue though. I think we are still very early in the development. Like, you know, I had a, this I had this really crazy idea. Um, and like like I told you, like I'm a I'm a really like big uh thinker around time and mm-hmm. evolution of humanity just evolution of the earth in general um and we are basically compared to the the time that earth exists we are about 0.03 seconds into um in the time right so compared to the earth like how long they exist we are just 0.03 seconds right and then yeah we're flying on the windshield mm-hmm. and if you think about like like really civilization like um aristotle's like greek philosopher like these people started um putting down some foundation for western cultures that mm-hmm. happened like 3000 years ago and 
we we went from uh, flying on the airplane to landing on the moon in the last 60 years. Like, so everything just kind of suggests us how early we are. Like, we, we feel like we're such a modern people. Mm-hmm. But this civilization or the technological innovation is only just beginning. And I don't know if this is going to be true, but dinosaurs, for example, they existed for 160 million years in the Earth. Today, they are gone, <laughs> completely gone. Right, and yeah. Ju- and the human, we exist for about 6 million years so far in the Earth, compared to dinosaurs who existed 160 million years. So we're about 159 million years behind dinosaurs, basically, right? And yep. it's really crazy. But let's say that we managed to live, just like dinosaur, managed to live another 100 million years even, right? I don't think... I I really can't predict anything. I I really don't have no idea. But at that level of like future, I don't even know what we do today is going to be no longer true at that level of future. Like I think internet might be the world the next I don't know how many years. Yeah. I mean if I mean if you, if if you know mathematically or scientifically speaking if you scale out our time frame and progress continues at the rate it's continuing at you know who who i don't think there's a person alive now that could guess what the world's going to look like in even a thousand years yeah mm-hmm. you know it's, <laughs> it's gonna it's, yeah it's gonna be, it's gonna be a ride mm-hmm. so i think it's just the transition age era coming back to your earlier uh, point i think mm-hmm. yes i think the dynamic is changing and then also digital transformation is happening at uh many scenes in life like in our life right now and i guess any change requires a little bit of chaos you know so yeah, true. i think um yeah we we're just trying to adjust and adapt to the new age i guess and then it's not even I don't think the change is even starting yet. Like, I feel like it's just uh, um, the very first sign it's, of It's getting it, uncomfortable before the change. Maybe, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, people are fidgeting in their seats, getting ready. <laughs> yep. I think so. But, you know, I think if you, if you think about a magazine or radio or whatever, right? Like, I mean... These time these people existed already, but technology just exposed who we are today. You know, like the nature of human hasn't changed. I don't think uh, we're we're always selfish. We're always scared. We're always like all these things, but technology just makes it more visible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. It. It turns. Yeah. It turns every human emotion up to eleven. <laughs> you know all all of all of, i mean across the board all the good things are amplified mm-hmm. you know the the helping and the community and the you know the coming together and understanding of you know various cultures and people mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. but you know this at, at the same side of it you know all the people that want to divide and you know the the uglier side of human nature mm-hmm. they get the same soapbox and megaphone to stand on as too so right 
And the sad thing is, by the human nature, like the psychology of it, um, we pay negativity speaks louder. Anyways, like, yep. And this is why I think it's incredible what you're doing, and I think we we needed to like together, you know, spread the positive, yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, you know, I I I like to talk about my of uh, my obsession over this one TV show. Um, which I developed the ne- like last one one month. <laughs> so, um, do you know Criminal Minds? Oh my God! I'm me and the wife are rewatching it for the third time. <laughs> it's so good. I it's, love that. Yeah, show. it's very uh, obsessed. Like I can get very obsessive about it. But anyway, so what happened was uh, I started watching like in the beginning of like Christmas, whatever, and I or already finished the entire seasons and episodes which is great mm-hmm. but anyway my point is that um you know something didn't sit with me a lot because everything that they show is basically the exactly 180 degrees opposite from everything i preach in my channel so mm-hmm. it teaches people how to dwell on justice which is good which is good but how to dwell on the past how to dwell on uh, what happened rather than what make uh, what helps you move forward. And um, it teaches people about this emotion about anger and revenge. I mean, the, um, they, they don't have that intention to like push that message, but you know, in the criminal side, that's, that's what they do. Right. Yeah. It's the basis of almost every episode if you get down to it. Yeah. So when, when I was watching it, like something really didn't sit with me. I felt like it bothered me a lot. And basically the conclusion I came up with is like, shit, like this is it. This is the alternate, uh, sorry, this is the alternative of not managing your mind. Like it starts from that small. Like it starts from someone not managing their mind and then developing completely like hold another level of violence hold another level of anger revenge mm-hmm. right um so it all starts from small but then it can get as extreme as they it can get like the show suggests yeah. you know so in there i even found the meaning like i felt like if i don't do this there's gonna be more people who are like that like in either in the victim side who suffer from not managing mind and then turning into the killer or like serial killer right mm-hmm. um so in there i even found a meaning and say like okay so the alternative of not managing mind being so negative dwelling on the past is not just suffering which ultimately is but also possibly it could produce some people who want to kill other people right yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because we were talking about negative people, uh, I wanted to throw it out there because it was such a big realization for me. Like that puts yeah. meaning in what I do and what we do, for that matter. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know what you just said kind of reminded me of tying into something you'd said previously too. Kind of reminded me of that whole how you like to you you like to focus on the future. Yeah. And whatnot. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important that 
you know, Criminal Minds does a lot to look into the past, yeah. right? It looks at the person's past. It looks at their history. It looks at cultures and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And none, the one answer that you never get out of the past, mm-hmm. about the only answer you get out of the past, actually, is is the why. Yeah. Everything everything else is either in the present or the future. Mm. Like the how, the when, those are whatever. That was a crime. I mean, you have that information. Mm-hmm. But, but even even the what. Mm-hmm. Like they have all that information at their at their disposal and they get they get the why. Mm-hmm. But the what is still left you know, and that you know they got to go out and get that, but but that's true for us too. You know, I work in a in a man in a man, excuse me, in a manufacturing mm-hmm. field from quality. Mm-hmm. So I look at data and numbers all day long, mm-hmm. and they're great at telling me why something happened in the past. Mm-hmm. But even compiling all that data. Looking at the future, it's still only a best guess, mm-hmm. and I and I know that was something that you you kind of touched on earlier, and I just wanted to just it just I don't know just like connected the dots in my head, and I just felt like I needed to say it. I yeah, know. no, I exactly your point. Like I describe history as data and past, and like you said, like it's just impossible to um, estimate what's gonna happen, right? Like it gives gives us idea, but we can't make the, the the data or the history to sabotage us and then tell us what is possible. We that's something that we need to create, regardless of data. Um, yep. And we lack that, I think. But um, uh, I have something else that I wanted to say. Uh, that I wanted to say. Um, sorry, I forgot. So that we can move on. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> there was one thing that I thought at least from my experience mm-hmm. um you kind of touch on at least philosophy and in business yeah um you normally state how the ego and status mean nothing in the yeah. market mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if you can elaborate on that yeah so market is the final judger so it comes back to the point that we were talking about in the humidity part. Mm-hmm. Like, even if your mouth is louder, like if your performance is shit, like you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think this is especially applicable for all the entrepreneurial people. But um, my point is like, you can't decide what's good for the consumer because that's what consumer decides. You can't know what they want, what they like. Like, that's not what you think. Like, like for example, you know, maybe you had some coworker or you had experience where... Um, okay, let me give you another example. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, maybe you had the business owner friend, let's say. And then you, this this business owner friend asked you to debut his product, product, her product, whatever. And then basically, 
um, ask you, so how, how was it like as a consumer, right? Like, and then you give them a feedback and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I consider that. But like, here's what it is. Like, here's here. You're wrong. Like <laughs> you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. Like I'm telling you that this is what it is. Right. But at that point, like this person's ego is literally killing the opportunity here because you have the direct opportunity to interview a direct consumer who is telling you like the actual experience as a consumer and then mm-hmm. you're telling them they're wrong like no 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 you don't know consumer like consumers are right so that's my like ultimate point here when i talk about that um because there's a lot of people who have too much high pride and then who basically uh become really blind about the market feedback or the market like they completely lose a sense of like uh the market is the final judger but they start thinking that they're important in they're too important that they don't want to hurt the their status or ego so they flex on their status rather than listening to you as a customer um and I think when you are that, like you just become too soft to keep going because the market doesn't care. Like the market doesn't care if you, if you're this and that, right? Like you need to be flexible. You need to be like very entrepreneurial. You need to be like, you need to have that humility to say, yeah, like I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm nothing. Teach me, you know? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget that mentality. Because at some point, like, especially if you go through so much and then you get to the position that you got, like, I mean, yeah, that should deserve some respect, but it doesn't work like that. Like, that's all in your head. No one sees the way you see yourself unless they see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, it kind of connects back to what I usually say, which is the world is never about you the world is always about them and if you are in it or not the world will continue like you're you're nothing (laughs) but that's not that's not like to discourage people though because it's actually makes it a lot easier for you to do whatever the fuck you want because you just stop caring too much on uh, other people's judgment like you all of a sudden notice well shit like i don't mean anything (laughs) like yeah yeah in two weeks, no one's going to remember. Exactly. That. Yep. So Absolutely. that's, that's another angle of like how you're not um, so important, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's like about humility, but like you said, like this narration also can be used for building courage. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always about perspective, right? I mean, you can you can look at it as like, oh, I don't mean anything that's bad, or it. You can look at it like, oh, I, I don't mean anything that's freeing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think another like, I think the level of how do you say like how easy disappointed you can get is directly connected to your strengths. I think. Like the level of your strengths, like people who get disappointed so easily are the people who are not very strong. And when you, when you put it like that, all of a sudden it's under your control because you want to be strong. 
So that's、mm-hmm. how I like to look at it. So whenever I get disappointed, I just remind myself that if I quit now or if I get disappointed now, I, or like if I just can't persevere whatever I'm doing by getting so disappointed, which means that I don't deserve the win because I'm weak. I'm not strong enough to take the even success that I'm going after. Like I don't deserve it.、Mm-hmm. And that narration really、uh, helps me to snap back,、uh, snap out from this like very emotional, heavy state and、right. helps me to get back on my feet. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can see that.、Um, and then I do have, <clears throat> so real quick before we、uh, bring this to an end here. Yeah.、Um, I just, once again,、um, if the listeners want to find you、mm-hmm. or follow you,、yeah. um, where can they go to do that? Where can they get your book? Yeah. So, James, before,、uh, thank you very much for having me. I, I just wanted to take this chance to appreciate you once again. And you、nope, can find me on lifeupeducationtv.com. And my book is available on my website and also Amazon. The book name is The Game of Self Domination. And also, my social media I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And people can find me under Life Up Education TV on all the platforms. Excellent, excellent. And then I always ask my guests、um, if there is one big takeaway that you would like to leave the listeners, like one very piece of inspiration or、mm-hmm. something that they can just kind of take with them or think on.、Mm-hmm. Um, What would that be for you? I think because of the theme of your podcast, I think I would leave with like, don't focus on blaming. I would say so. Yeah. I think when, you fo- when your mind is、uh, so focused on trying to find a place to blame. Try to find like what's bad. I think that's when scarcity is occur. And scarcity is very scary. I think people become bitter, cynical, sad, angry, like all that feeling, drowning feeling that、um, possibly drug other people down, happen from scarcity, the state of scarcity. When you are at the abundance space,、uh, place, That doesn't happen as often. I, I, that doesn't happen. I, I would say that doesn't happen. So, yeah, just stop blaming, whether that's on you or on the others. Like, just stop trying to look for what's bad and just accept how they are. Focus on solution. Until next time, listeners. This has been the What For Podcast. Subscribe today to hear new episode releases and more inspirational stories on breaking down the walls of adversity and overcoming challenges. If you've ever been in a situation where you've come head to head with any obstacle, we'd want to hear from you. Visit the link in the show description to be a guest on the show and share your story with our own community of listeners. And if something in this episode stood out to you, we'd love it if you would share the show with someone close. Just tell them to search for What For Podcast, or better yet, share the feed in a message right now. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon on the What For Podcast.